Hey everybody, it's Erin. And Nicole, this is Dude That's Fucked Up. Welcome, you guys. How's welcome. it going? Oh my gosh. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Mm-hmm. Another episode. And boy, oh boy. Oof. It's everything you don't want to hear. You'd hope. <laughs> you don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes that's just how it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We are going to give you information whether you like it or not. That's and right. And you take from that what you will. Maybe learn something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you don't care. Maybe you care. Maybe you don't care. That's up to you. Maybe we're just like background noise. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you're taking a nap. <laughs> maybe you're clipping your toenails and we're just like talking in the background. Yeah. Maybe you just are like commuting to work and you're just trying to stay sane yeah and you don't really want to talk to anybody but like you don't mind listening to people talk I don't know I don't know what you're doing yeah maybe whatever it is maybe you're um maybe you're you're listening to us in the supermarket on headphones being very antisocial because you don't want anyone to talk to you and I fully support that absolutely I'd only I used to only ever shop with headphones and uh when I was Living in DC, yeah. Because I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to talk to anyone. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, always, always on my headphones. Um, and that was before I had like earbuds, you know. So it was like everybody knew. Like, yeah, don't talk to her. She's which, but are... still, people would still just try to talk to me. I know. Like... Well, listen, men are trash. Um, yeah. I okay. This is what I noticed. Watch, I'm like rewatching Gilmore Girls, which I highly recommend. Tis the season. It's fall. Oh, not a fan? No. Oh, well, I am really I don't, I can't watch uh, the, the writing just, ugh. I don't like it. It's that's too fine. bantery. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah. I don't think, I feel like Gilmore Girls isn't as bad as like Mrs. Maisel. Like, it's not as yeah. noticeable. I don't know. Maybe because of the personality types of all the people like mm-hmm. the characters and i don't know but i love stars hollow like the little town which is just a fucking yeah it's like Universal it's a cozy Studios. show yeah it's cozy yeah and i've been oh i've been like baking so much because i'm watching it and it makes me in a fall mood and i mm-hmm. just am like having so much fun but i brought it up to say aren't earbuds like air airpods or whatever aren't those mm-hmm. just fucking bluetooth headsets I mean, essentially, I, I don't wear them. I just refuse. I mean, I sometimes do at home, but I, I like the string ones. I'm still a stringer. I'm still yeah. a tradish lover cord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want I want people to know I have headphones in. I don't want it to look like I'm talking to myself because I think I have such deep core memories from people wearing Bluetooth headsets and I hated them. Is that what you're... Is that something that was in Gilmore Girls? Yeah, because it's like early 2000s. So oh, people oh, are wearing okay. Bluetooth headsets. Yeah. Yeah, this that's is fair. That's yeah. fair. This, the yeah. the nostalgia is very fun on that show. The The Doritos bag is very fun. It's like it harkens back to a time where you didn't even remember that it was like that. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yep. Remember, do you remember those alien lollipops and they were in the alien head and it was like a big plastic display? It's just like a big alien head and it said alien pops. And it was at, like, gas stations and stuff. 
probably if yeah. I saw it. If I you saw it, it, it triggers so many core memories. That show, mm-hmm. it's very fun. Um, but yeah, Bluetooth headsets, and I've just been like, I just was like, oh my god, AirPods. Like we all made fun of Bluetooth headsets, and that's what AirPods are, and we just couldn't see it. We just couldn't that's, see it. I yeah I but uh they're like a little more um innocuous I yeah, think like that's they're fair. a little bit more inconspicuous than like a big ass bluetooth True. headset situation they True. just like are in your ear you know I can like wear my hair down nobody notices that I have them in but it doesn't keep people from like too loud talking into them like people the, the the behavior still exists of like the behavior of wearing a bluetooth um earpiece is the same behavior that sim- you know the but i I feel like I feel like anybody who's is that though is is always that they're they're gonna talk on the phone they're gonna hold the phone up to their head like that they're sure. gonna hold a, the uh you know the yeah the string headphones they're gonna talk loud on those so Fair. it's just like that it's person just that person yeah yeah so I don't know oh my god you're right I, yeah you're you're making a good argument though I I, I hear what you're saying <laughs> I mean I it just kind of blew my mind I was just like oh this we still have this but it's more socially acceptable now we thought bluetooth headsets you were so dumb you couldn't listen to music on them true you know you it wasn't talked. in both ears it was only for yeah. talk I mean you could hear people talking but it was like only in one ear yeah and the connectivity was like very yeah. shaky but it was like that was before anything connected into your like your car you know what I mean so it wasn't like you had a on speakerphone in your car like yeah so yeah and it sounded like the person who was on the bluetooth if you were on the other line like they were underwater or a robot Mm -hmm. or something yeah you had to get like the right brand yeah (laughs) although I don't know my mom's a bluetooth I don't know it's screwy a lot of the time and so She'll be talking to me, and then she sounds like an angry robot. <laughs> like, that always happens to. Yes, I know. Yes, and I'm like, I'm gonna it's call you back. You parents. sound like a scary robot. <laughs> I know. One time we were talking on the phone. We were talking on the phone with uh, DJ's parents, and that started happening. And Jack was like, ah. <laughs> "Like, yeah, it's not great. Grammy it's scary. robot. Oh it's my not god. Good. No, we don't like it. Mm-mm. Yeah." Well, anyway, yeah. uh, enough about technology. Do we have yeah. anything, any business? What's going on? Um, I don't think, I don't uh, think we have any business this week. All right. Um, Do you? No, I don't. Just, uh, hey, guys, we have merch in our store. I don't know if you Ooh. knew this. Yeah. Merch. Check that out. Um, Like, winter is coming. Fall is coming. Mm-hmm. We have uh, sweatshirts. We have hats. <gasps> oh, I yes. think I'm going to get a sweatshirt. I'm going to get a sweatshirt. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, because it was we we put them in the store like right before summer it got a little too warm but yeah now is when it's cooling down it's definitely sweatshirt season yeah and i i think i'm gonna get a i, I already have a baseball hat mm-hmm. in black mm-hmm. um which is very cool but i think i want to get like a like a lighter color one maybe mm-hmm. i don't know yeah wider um, tan yeah i just want to like accessorize we also have coffee mugs uh tea you know it's gonna be cozy season yeah. very soon so mm-hmm. just like start thinking about that like Fucking gifts cider. for friends yeah mm-hmm. um loved ones that 
may or may not listen to the show mm-hmm. who enjoy the word butthole that mm-hmm. is on one of our mugs so yes. you know just putting it out there just putting yeah. that out there I love it and you can go to our website it's ttfupodcast.com mm. um anything fucked up for you this week no <sighs> I mean Great. I don't yeah nothing stands out yeah <laughs> well that's good yeah I'm, well, I'm glad it's a chill week, man. Uh, I mean, yeah. you know. It is what yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, I just don't have. I've been a little sassy to Pete, I feel like, today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm clocking that and I'm trying not to. But then I can't help it. And I was a little ragey. We just like were out running errands. And I was like, <laughs> there was just some like stupid men around. And I was like, men are so stupid. I'm sorry to Pete. <laughs> and he's like, not all men. And I was like, mm. All but right. you want to not okay. all men me, but I don't. Okay, whatever. Okay. Sure. No, no. I think I'm just like irritable still. Mm-hmm. It's still irritable out there. It's still irritable um, out there. Yeah. What about you? Did you have you had anything fucked up this week? Um. Well, just I I told you this earlier this week. Uh, I got my COVID booster and my flu shot. Yeah. Um. Same. And it g- it gave me diarrhea. Oh yeah, I think <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it gave me diarrhea. Although it could have been, it could have just aided it, aided my, aided and abetted my, uh, my my stomach issue. Oh, uh, were you having you a stomach kn- issue? I was having a little constipation, and oh. so then I think maybe it was like flip I don't the know, switch. Flip the switch. I think yeah. it was like my body was like the fuck. You know, yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. There's some something, and so it just it was like, like the, my the insides little, got itchy. Yeah, the little <laughs> biomes in your gut were like, mm-hmm. we cannot attend to this shit right now. We got to go help in other yeah. areas of the body, and so the diarrhea was just free to flow. It's you yeah. know, it's the little yeah. um, the little the little biomes that stand guard so that you don't mm-hmm. have diarrhea. One yeah. of them passed out, locked their knees. Yeah. Oh, like that <laughs> poor guard at the. Queen's funeral, yeah. my God, oh. that guy fucking ate shit. I hope his it face was is okay, rough. dude. He fucked up. He his like face. Went, yeah, and oh, he did. It's like a oh yeah oh I don't know. It oh looked oh like yeah, it, it's like mashed potatoes. Um, it look it was like a it was the definition of a face plant. This poor man yeah. locked his knees. Yeah, or you know did he was standing at attention for so long in a you know yeah old ass cathedral what are you gonna do these poor these poor guys and they're that prince wrote the prince wrote a song about it concussion city yeah (laughs) (laughs) well i saw that shit i only saw that shit today and i was like oh damn this poor man and then i i didn't realize that the the her coffin is lead lined so it weighs a quarter of a ton why is and it lead lined so no one can like so yeah so like it grave robbers can't like steal her casket like I don't know huh. it, it it's like a whole thing uh but there I was watching them carry it into you oh. know Westminster Hall and I was just like why dude it looks heavy as fu-. like these guys are struggling and then the like news person said Oh, it's lead lined and a quarter of a ton. Oh my god! I had no idea. That shit's crazy. Five hundred pounds. Fuck, dude. Yeah, coffins are heavy. Coffins are heavy, but 
but not 500 pounds or are they no that's that's above and beyond like that's extraordinary does a dead person weigh less or more I feel like she probably barely weighed anything. She was yeah, like a that's dried, true. She dried was... leaf. Yeah. I'm just wondering for like pallbearers and stuff at funerals or whatever. Like, I mean, coffins aren't always light, so heavy. But yeah. Yeah. But if it's like made of wood, it just depends on what And there's made flowers on it and shit. Like, there's, it's a lot going on. Mm. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, that guy ate shit. Yeah. Um, like, like the single. You know, microbiome standing guard in my gut. Yeah, exactly. Just fucking tipped over. I didn't get diarrhea from my flu shot COVID booster, but I yesterday I was like mm-hmm. struggling. Me and Pete were both. Yeah. Pete was like working from bed for a few hours and then Aww. I I took a long ass nap and then we yeah. both like went to bed and slept really hard. And but now today yeah. I felt better. Yeah, I was I uh yeah, I was just tired and like yeah. achy. Yeah. The next day, but then I took some leave and I was good mm-hmm. to go. Oh yeah. Love and it. now I feel invincible. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm just licking strangers at the gas yes. station and I'm rubbing not, up on not, people at the mm. bar. <laughs> I'm just like not I'm just like back to my like not paranoid oh, you know yeah, sure. version of myself yeah sure. yeah so it's great I feel great I feel I feel ready to party I feel ready mm-hmm. to drink some artificially flavored coconut rum oh in my cocktail that I'm having right this minute it's delightful oh what a little nod to what we're gonna be talking about today I uh, better rehydrate with LaCroix oh okay I did not bring uh, LaCroix is making me very burpy but that's mm. not ve- that's not relevant to right now so, but I actually have regular water from mm. the refrigerator oh. um but I did want want to segue into the topic with a with something that I almost bought because it's wild and I'm still on the fence about it but it's $40 and I don't know if it's I'm worth gonna it, buy so this you tell me oh you are I'm gonna buy it you yeah, know what this I, is I, I no, I just read. Oh my god! I just read the notes, and I I was okay. like, "Well, I'm gonna buy this." You gotta watch the videos; it's wild. Okay, okay. so one of my favorite TikTokers, Drew Afwalo, she did a sponsored video recently for something called Air Up, and it's like, okay. oh, oh, it's artificially flavored water, but it, there's no actual flavor? Question mark. So it's just a water bottle, like a plastic, you know, water bottle. You uh-huh. fill it with regular water and then you place a flavor pod on the top. So like there's like a little straw area or like a little nub, you know, those little sports yeah. nubs that you pop open. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it's like this little ring and you put it over the nub and then you like pop it up to like activate it. And then you sip through the little sports bottle topper and as you smell this flavor pod it tricks your brain into thinking the water tastes like what the pod is so if it's the apple pod or lemon pod it tastes like your brain thinks you're drinking apple juice or lemon water oh isn't so cool it's wild and okay like the the pod isn't actually a flavor pod the water's not passing through there it's like there's nothing touching anything you're drinking regular ass water it's the scent molecules. It's the scent. F- tricking your brain. Yeah. Yes. It's like the, it's like the, 
a food grade version of a Glade plug-in. Only you put this <laughs> on top of your water bottle. And then, yeah, it just like doesn't touch. And I almost bought one. They're $40. Maybe there's one. Um, Maybe we could do like a two for one. We should look. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to check it out. OK, I'll check look, it out. I'll look, yeah. Yeah. I'll, we're not like sponsored by them or anything. P.S. Um, But we're looking into this and I don't see the bottle's fine. It's like whatever. It's a water bottle. But you have mm-hmm. to buy it, you know, because it's like for the proprietary ring. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how long the little pods last. That's my mm-hmm. only thing. Um. Anyway, so maybe we'll buy those TBD on how they are and mm. like feel free to go watch their Instagram or whatever. Like it's cool. It's called Air Up. Um, but it brought me back to and brought us back to a topic that we had in our suggestions, which I think Pete had suggested, which Mm -hmm. is like artificial flavoring and where does it come from? Like, what is it? We know it's chemicals of some kind. Mm -hmm. We know it's essences. We know it's some of it is natural. Some of it's artificial. Like, we know that there's stuff that it's like... We know vaguely what it is, but it's like a secret ingredient situation, like where we don't always know everything, but we did some research. This shit's crazy, okay? I had no idea. I just figured, okay, it's like a standard thing, like lemon, you know, coconut, whatever. But it is so much more involved than that. Like, it is so much more nuanced. Yes. Like, the way we figure out how to uh make these artificial flavorings that yeah. flavor our food our drinks you know whatever uh is pretty incredible yeah. um because you think like a lemon like say it's a artificially flavored lemon something you'd think oh mm-hmm. it's like a lemon essence where they like got the oils from the lemons and blah blah no but that doesn't taste like how you think lemon should taste yeah so um, they can't just do that yeah it's it's because natural flavorings can be very inconsistent yeah and also the economics of just procuring the sheer amount of raw material that would be needed to create the natural flavoring is not um it's bad for the environment yeah. it's it's it's, it's just, not economical like you it's said. not economical yeah um it is uh like i was reading about how like coconut um natural coconut flavoring like you have to have like a certain type of bark from a tree to like create the natural flavoring for like oh. what we know and like expect taste, yeah expect yeah. from a coconut flavor yeah um and it's very expensive and it would require cutting down, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of trees. So it's just like we are not we're not doing that. So fucking our dude, th- that's like that reminds me of the first time I tried real coconut water. And I was like, gross. I thought it was going to taste like Malibu rum. I was like, this is not <laughs> coconut. This tastes like nuts. It's like yeah. nuttier, you know, but the, uh, real coconut's very good. Once yeah. you get past the fact that it's not Malibu rum. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. So um, according to the FDA's Code of Federal Regulations, Title 21, a natural flavor or natural flavoring refers to, quote, the essential oil, oleoresin, essence, or extra, extra, extra active, extra, <laughs> extractive, extractive, 
Jesus. Oh my God. What is all this? Extractive <laughs> it's protein. Like a label. <laughs> it is. It is. Protein hydros- hydrolysate distillate or any product of roasting, heating, or enzymolysis, which contains the flavoring constituents derived from a spice, fruit, or fruit juice, vegetable or vegetable juice, edible yeast, herb, bark, bud, root, leaf, or similar plant material, meat, seafood, poultry, eggs, dairy products, or fermentation products thereof whose significant function in food is flavoring rather than nutritional. Um Whole. Artificial flavors are defined as like any flavors that are not. That's not that. That are not defined as natural, <laughs> yeah. a.k.a. they're made in a lab by flavorists. Mm. Even if they have the same exact chemical composition as flavors isolated directly from nature, which everything on this planet is a chemical. Yeah. That is just what a, a compound is that is made up of molecules. It is a chemical. Mm. All all that a, a flavoring is, whether it's natural or or synthetic, uh, is a chemical. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like sugar is a is chemical. A chemical. Yeah. Uh, water is a chemical. Like right. So people hear the word chemical and get like freaked out, but yeah, literally everything is. That's just the the terminology for it. So. Um, but there are chemicals that are food and there are chemicals that aren't food. So that's, that's like right. the distinction like uh, uh, or or like a natural natural edible type product versus something that maybe comes from other things that are still found on the planet, but like aren't something we would think of as food. Well, the flavor compound is a chemical. The molecules that create what our brains process as flavor is all chemicals. It's all mm, molecular. Mm-hmm. Okay. It has nothing to do with whether it's 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 comes from nature or comes from a lab. Like it is just how our brains process quote unquote flavor in our mouths. Um, oh. People get freaked out when the like idea of a synthetic flavor comes into play. Yeah. Now the distinction between the origins of flavors has no bearing on how safe, healthy, or delightful they are. Mm. Um, this is, like I said, because this is how our brains perceive and process flavor molecules. They do it, it our, our brain processes it in the same way regardless of how it's created. A flavor is just the result of soaking up certain chemicals. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it comes from a, a, a fruit that you pick off a tree or if it's something that's synthesized in a lab by a flavorist. It's worse purely talking about flavor also, in our mouths. Also, well, we should also say that it's not just our mouths. Like our nose mm-hmm. does our a nose. lot of our tasting as well, which is very weird. But that's like a big part of synthetic well, it's, it's, flavoring. It's our brain. Our smell. whole brain. Yeah, our yeah. whole brain is. Our it's, whole brain. It, it also has to do with like the mouth feel. The, yes, like yes. the way that like it dissolves in your mouth like Mm -hmm. that's because it's like releasing you know the chemicals at a different point in time sometimes like I don't know think about the difference between a piece of steak versus a marshmallow like the flavor changes in different ways as you're chewing something so think about it like that too yeah yeah there's a lot going on so flavorists have big jobs 
Like you're, they're Flavorous? not just like, does this taste like this thing? It's like, does it act like, does it, you know, like in the mouth, mm-hmm. it does it, is it like smell like, does it feel like, like it, it, there's so much going on. It's a very complex job. I had no idea this was a thing. So the person mm-hmm. who is in the lab creating an artificial flavor is called a flavorist. And honestly, this is like one of the most interesting interesting things about this topic. This is to me, these people are like fucking Willy Wonka. Yeah. Like, you know, they're just they're doing things. They're and like it's mad crazy. scientists. They're like they inventing are. things out of thin air. That's like that and they're getting better and better and better at it all the fucking oh my time. God. Like think about like just think, think about a jelly belly jelly bean, okay? Oh, not the gross ones though. Don't not think the about ones. the the ones that the buttered popcorn one or the toasted marshmallow one. Those no one should make those. You want to know what a fart tastes like? It's those. Think about uh like the Dr. Pepper one or root beer. the A&W root beer one. Oh, my God. Yeah. Or or, um, uh, you know, a coconut, the coconut one. What yeah. are they have? Pina colada, Pina colada one. Like, yeah. The juicy pear. Think oh. about those. Yeah. Yeah. And how you're like, holy fucking shit. How do they do this? Mm-hmm. It is the person behind this magic. Yeah. Think about a birdie bots every flavor bean, even if it's gross tasting. Yeah. 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 There is someone a has to make it taste like uh, like a grass a booger. A yeah. booger. Yeah. <laughs> like there is a person who who uh figured out the molecular structure yeah. for this flavor of whatever it is you're eating. Um and Dang. it's so interesting. So artificial flavors are prepared by an elite group of highly trained professionals known as flavorists or flavor chemists. Mm. Um, these people have to go through rigorous, a rigorous seven year apprenticeship, which is also in addition to like whatever university education they do. Yeah. Just getting a degree, uh, before they can become certified by the society of flavor chemists. Ooh, it's like being part of the magic castle or something. It's (laughs) like, like, you're in, you're in the fraternity of flavor. Dude. (laughs) Welcome to flavor town, bitch. Like, I don't, I honestly, after reading about this, I'm like, I don't think any other organization on earth deserves to have a society except for this, these people. Oh (laughs) my God. is Is everybody just like, first of all. Is everyone like just smelling so delicious that's there? Because like they have, they must have like heightened senses too. You know? Yes. No. He always I th- says I'm a super taster because I taste and smell lots of things that he doesn't, and I'm like, ooh, am I? Maybe I could be a in the society. <laughs> well, we would have to get um, a degree in chemistry, biology, or food science. Or do we just get famous enough that then they give us an honorary, honorary degree? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, 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 an honorary entry into the society. Well, because this is this is one of those jobs where not just like practical, uh, you know, expertise comes yeah. into play, but also like experience and just creativity like creativity and the like actual um sensory yeah you have like, to de- re- you have to possess rely on this. yourself 
yeah yeah this like individual like it's not a talent it's just literally like how you smell taste experience something that will also translate to the bigger population of people who are going to be tasting this thing it's wild so dude it's it's like a sommelier too Oh, yeah, but yeah. even more exclusive because there's yeah, estimated yeah, yeah. that there's only rough – there's about 500 <gasps> certified flavorists worldwide. Oh, my God. So, High society. Yeah, it's it's just very exclusive. Um, flavorists prepare mixtures of flavors to meet consumer flavor preferences, all while following a stringent set of safety and efficiency guidelines. So not mm. only do they have to, like, be good at what they do, they also have to be – working within the framework of their countries like like how we have the FDA they have to be making they have to make sure that they're utilizing and working within the framework of all of these food laws and whatever they got going on it's also it's a lot this shit moves fast okay like think Mm -hmm. about trends in food and flavors and like seasonality like you have to be continually moving and innovating with these things so like you have to be able to figure it out quickly and come up with something that's passable as that flavor and then move to the next thing so that makes sense to me yeah if not something that nobody's even had before because I'll tell you in a minute. There's a hero that we shall talk about. Um, oh, my God. But so flavorists are, are considered ingredient manufacturers also. They uh, they work for companies that have to comply with all the same FDA and USDA rules uh, developed for food production, like I was saying. Um, and so they have this parameter that they have to work within. And then their educational requirements – have to also be there like I was saying Mm -hmm. uh, they often you can have a degree in either chemistry biology food science a PhD in biochemistry chemistry these are all you have to already have that level of education to even be considered uh, to be eligible for an apprenticeship basically Um, so the training of a flavorist is mostly done on the job and specifically at flavor, a flavor company known as a flavor house. Mm. Uh, and it's similar to an apprenticeship system. So it's like, it's like institutional knowledge. It's um, on the job training. It is like ancient wisdom being passed down mm-hmm. kind of, it's yeah. like, it's like a guild kind of, it's very cool. Oh, um, that's cool. Located in Versailles, France, the ISIPCA French School offers two years of high standard education in food flavoring, including 12 months traineeship in a flavor company. The education program provides students with solid background in flavoring, formulation, flavor application, and flavor chemistry, analysis, and sensory. Wait, can we just do that? No, I think we have to. I, I think we really do have to go and back to school and get like a oh food science food, food science or oh my god i should tell my cousin allison because she has food science degree she could just go do, she should go to fucking france for 12 months oh <gasps> it's probably super expensive but who's whatever to say? yeah does she can she is she a, like a, a does she have a good palate at least probably i would think. and i feel like there's ways that you could like train your palate too yeah 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 but her, the two kids might be an issue but <laughs> Oh, oh, that's no. that's for her to figure out. 
Like, I, like I was saying, at first, I kind of laughed at the word elite being applied to this profession, but I honestly yeah. think it is the definition of elite. No, it is. Yeah. Okay, now let me tell you about this American hero uh, who was a, a flavorist. Uh, yeah. Her name was Pamela Lowe. She worked for Arthur D. Little, which was a, a flavor house, if you will, and <laughs> and she graduated in nineteen. It's like a like a Arthur D. House. Little flavor house. Yeah, or it's just yeah. like a come on down to Arthur D. Little flavor house. We got everything you love and all the things you like. <laughs> <laughs> like it's some roadhouse located on the I ninety. Mm. It's Arthur D. Little's flavor house. It's got donkey sauce and it's. <laughs> Welcome to Flavortown. Um, God. Uh, well, she graduated in 1951 uh, from the University of New Hampshire with a microbiology degree. And then she went on to develop at Arthur D. Little, the Flavor House. Uh, <laughs> she developed the original flavor for Captain Crunch in 1963. Oh, not her. She did not develop the texture, so it's not her fault that shit cuts your mouth up, but it is her fault that it tastes so fucking good. You're willing to do it. Yeah. Okay. So she made this flavor up by oh my God. recalling a recipe of brown sugar and butter her <gasps> grandmother served over rice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like a comforting kind of flavor. Yeah. Um, and so she got to this this flavor in the lab. By like recalling this childhood memory and she described uh, it as giving the cereal a quality she called, quote, want moorishness, <laughs> which I love. That's great. Um, after her death in 2007, the Boston Globe called her the, quote, mother of Captain Crunch. Mm-hmm. And um, she also worked on the flavors for Heath. Mounds and Almond Joy candy bars. Oh, my God. I must like have we must have similar palettes because those are some of my most favorite things. Yeah. Almond Joy is, I think, one of my favorite candies. I fucking love. I love a Mounds, too. And Heath Bar. Oh, Uh, I haven't had a Heath Bar in a minute. I feel like I had it recently um, on yogurt. When we were in Alaska, I had it on like frozen yogurt, like little, you know, you get toppings and I had Mm -hmm. Heath Bar on there for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, We we used to, when my mom would make rice for dinner growing up and we had leftovers, my dad and I, maybe my mom did this too, but they would, uh, we would always like get a little bowl and melt butter and put cinnamon sugar on it. Oh yeah. We would just eat that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because you want more of something. I mean- I feel like, um, you know, that flavor profile, like uh, uh, like a rice pudding or like a yeah. horchata is like the most comforting thing in the world yeah. to me. It's so it, it's, cozy. It's, it's cozy. cozy. Yeah. It's very Gilmore Girls. It's very Stars Hollow. <laughs> <laughs> so bless this this uh, this woman um, for for figuring that out. What a hero. Oh, my Pamela gosh. Lowe. Well, okay, so artificial flavors are 100% like legal FDA approved and are honestly in most foods. You said this earlier um, that even orange juice like or you said earlier that like it's too is not economical for like all things that are a flavor 
you know, like, um, let's say orange, you can't just derive it from an orange. Like there's just so much that goes into it. Uh, mm-hmm. But even stuff like orange juice, if it doesn't say that it's 100 percent fruit juice on the carton, like if it has anything added, like plus natural flavors or whatever, it could have some artificial flavoring in it to make it more orangey. And part of that is because, like you also said, like flavors aren't consistent, especially with fruits and vegetables. Like it depends on the like type of an orange it is, like navel versus Valencia or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, de- it depends on how good the crop was. It depends on, you know, like the harvest of it. Um, and also like the whole food chain, right? Like we oranges, especially come largely from florida and we all know Mm -hmm. what a mess it is down there so you can't just like hope that all the oranges are gonna be there for you to get the juice for whatever it is you need to to Mm -hmm. make your little orange candies or whatever like so you know that's part of it and obviously um like you also said this is just cheaper these could be manufactured without issue again and again using both edible and also inedible ingredients uh which is like uh, like we talked about how chemicals like everything's a chemical but Mm -hmm. still we still think of things as like edible and inedible and there's some weird stuff that's going into um artificial flavor that like maybe you'll think um i don't like that um yeah because (laughs) instead of like an orange rind it's coming from it can't just come out of thin air, right. even though it's molecularly, molecularly like exactly the same makeup yeah. as an as orange. the flavor uh, orange, of orange, essential orange or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's comes from something. Yeah. Um, and this it feels like a good time to say that the FDA does not require food companies to disclose the ingredients creating a quote-unquote natural or artificial flavor so long as they fall into the what they call the grass category, which is um, chemicals that are – this is like a um, – uh, what is it? An acronym. Mm-hmm. Generally recognized as safe. That's mm-hmm. grass. Generally – recognized as safe um so this could literally be any substance on planet earth because also at the levels that these ingredients are used to make these artificial flavorings and then are distilled down so minutely into like what you're actually consuming like this stuff is not bad for you like at well, the that's levels- it, because it's it, it like i i don't I, it's hard to like explain this in a way that it's like but am I consuming something like am I drinking, you know, antifreeze? And it's like, yeah, there is a chemical that is found in, found in antifreeze yeah. that you might be. But the way that it's synthesized is like you're only getting the the molecular makeup of this thing, not the like you're not drinking antifreeze. I don't know. Right, right. It's like well, it's like if you dyed your shirt like this was an an example I found. If you dyed your shirt with like in indigo or a be- crushed up beetle or something yeah. versus like a synthetic dye. Yeah. You know, you're still able to wear that that shirt and not yeah. like die from it or whatever. It's still going to turn blue and it's still going to make your shirt like a color and you could still wear it on your body 
Yeah, because you know? that chemical, like, that's like saying hydrogen is found in water and in the atom bomb. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, they're, yeah. the way that these chemicals are combining, like you're saying, is not as antifreeze. It's as this, you know, flavor. Mm-hmm. And so, but like still, so, there are some issues though. Like so, sometimes yeah. they do find that like maybe they don't want to use this or it turns people off or whatever. Like, you know, some, some, um, artificial flavors or some natural flavors even are derived from like animal byproducts and vegans probably don't want to consume those so there is like still a lot of stuff that isn't very transparent and that's kind of a big fucked up thing about this for me but Mm -hmm. I also understand as so like someone who would I guess is understanding that like you don't want the secret sauce out there. It's like how Mm -hmm. we don't know KFC's secret spices or whatever like we Mm -hmm. don't know the recipe of coke you know, like we don't of Coca-Cola. There's just mm-hmm. like things that we don't get to know because if everyone knew that, then people could easily replicate it and who knows what, you know? So yeah. I get that things are not transparent, but sometimes it's weird. Okay. So for uh, in terms of flavors, like worldwide, the most popular flavor that is manufactured is vanilla. And Mm -hmm. it's not only because it is a big component of like sweets and used for baking and all these things like it is, but it is also there to enhance the sweetness of other flavors. So like you Mm. wouldn't necessarily think that vanilla is in coffee flavored things or nut flavored things or chocolate flavored things, but it is Uh because it balance, it helps to balance. Interesting. It like helps to pull out that flavor other flavors yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it like Mm -hmm. so and it's just like the fucking chemistry of it which is so cool um and because vanilla extract is derived from plants and the process is very expensive and if anyone's ever bought like uh pure vanilla like pure natural vanilla vanilla bean pod or vanilla bean it's like 20 bucks for like two pods at the supermarket it's fucking crazy expensive um and that's because it is derived from plants and the process is very lengthy and vanilla needs to be concentrated because once you extract it it starts to lose its potency very quickly mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. when you add vanilla to um like baked goods you ha- like if it's not treated correctly like mm-hmm. especially if it's um like uh, artificial they really amp that up so that you don't lose any of the flavor in the process so right there's just like a lot that that goes into it and it's been the most mass-produced artificial flavor since the 1930s um and one way experts have mimicked vanilla flavor is through castorium extract this is where pete was like you guys got to do an episode on this because it's fucking weird okay Castorium is a secretion from the anal glands and castor sacs of beavers, which it uses to mark their territorial claims. This is, you know how a cat sprays? A beaver Mm -hmm. secretes. (laughs) And this apparently a fucking beaver sac tasting note for note exactly like vanilla. This is where, you know, if you believe in God making (laughs) everything on earth, he's like, oh, like this is the day he got tired. You know, (laughs) this is like on the seventh day he's resting. He's like, oh, fuck, Uh, the beaver sack. I guess just do the same thing I did with that vanilla bean pod. (laughs) 
You or know? it's the day he felt a little naughty and he was yeah. like, you know what? That vanilla is pretty see, good. Let's put let's it in see, a beaver sack. Let's see if the future human beings oh uh, that God. will evolve will figure this one out. Oh, it's so... it's like an Easter egg for us to figure out. <laughs> it's, it's an Easter sack. <laughs> an Easter sack, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a beaver sack. Um, mm-hmm. We should know that worldwide consumption, though, is relatively low, like only 300 pounds annually. And actually, these castorium secretions are not used for food generally. They are used more so in cosmetics, that is in hair products and makeup um spraying beaver sack secretion all over your face dude if your makeup i watched a fucking tiktok of my favorite michaela noguera or whatever today Mm -hmm. she was putting something on and she was like oh i don't really like the smell of this powder it's very vanilla-y or whatever and i was like that's beaver sack babe that's some sack powder so Ooh, yeah, now you know. So now you know. But the, the majority, more you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the but... it's beaver sack. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's beaver sack. <laughs> These <laughs> is that vanilla? No, it's it's beaver sack, baby. Vanilla, <laughs> this is beaver sack, baby. Vanilla, this is beaver sack, baby. Oh my god! Come on down to Arthur D. Little's Flavor House, where we have beaver sack vanilla. You, you'll you'll enjoy your coffee with beaver sack vanilla. We got your anal secretions right here in your coffee in this vanilla. You know what? We don't need no vanilla bean. We got beaver bean. <laughs> Hang on. It, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, French vanilla? We don't carry that. But we do have, we do have anal gland caster sack vanilla <laughs> from the American beaver. Oh, my God. Damn! Is that vanilla? <laughs> Get it? It's beaver's veterans. Get it? Get it? Get it? Hot Damn! Beaver sack is tasty. (laughs) The sack is back, baby. It's it's vanilla latte season now that Arthur D. Little flavored flavor house. I'm drooling. Come get your come get your beaver lattes. Beaver sack latte. (laughs) If only you know there was truth in advertising. Oh my god! Oh, it's so wild. Okay, well we oh don't. Luckily, we we're not probably. We don't know, but we're most likely not consuming the beaver sack glands, um, vanilla. But the majority of artificial vanilla we consume is found in the nature identical vanillin and vanillin derivatives synthesized on multi-ton scale from. Um, Guayacol or lingon extracts, which are like isolated from wood pulp, so it's oh. still, it's still coming from like a natural um, 
source. It's source. Coming it's from wood. wood pulp. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like we don't eat wood or wood pulp, but Mm-mm. it doesn't matter because they're able to extract from this pulp um, the same exact like uh, chemical molecular. makeup of yeah, yeah, uh-huh. mo- yeah molecular compound of vanilla. So that's probably what you're consuming. Um, so cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, another flavor that is highly produced in an artificial capacity is butter, thanks to obviously mm-hmm. dieting cookie spray, cooking sprays and microwave popcorn. I can't the, believe it's not butter. I can't believe it's not butter. That's not. That's canola oil. Oh, well. But the butter flavor. <laughs> oh, the butter flavors there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, but this is my fucking little soapbox moment. Just eat a little bit of real butter. A little goes a long way and it tastes so much better. And then you don't have to have a bunch of that crap. Unless you know you're I mean? allergic to. Uh, oh, dairy. Dairy. Yeah. My mom can't have butter. She's like. She could have clarified butter. No, she's allergic to all dairy. There's like, no dairy butter. in clarified butter, is there? It, I thought it, the dairy comes off. Uh, the, the, the fat comes off, but it's still, I think she, I don't know. Oh. Maybe. I maybe. think she can. Maybe she, she might, does. She might be able to. She might. She yeah. might be able but, to eat ye. Yeah, yeah, ye. Uh, I, but you're not like spreading that on your toast, you know. Yeah. Um, okay, you're well, if you can it. have it, I say don't, don't get fake butter because you're dieting. Just get a little yeah. bit of real butter. It tastes better and you'll be so much happier. Um, Okay, so uh, this is like very sciencey, but so diacetyl and acetoin are the or acetoin are the primary compounds responsible for the flavor of butter, mm. and these compounds are byproducts of sugar fermentation. Like that's how they derive these artificially. Um, so they just like ferment sugar, and then they can come up with these compounds, and that's what they use as natural butter flavor, quote unquote. Um, oh oh sorry these are things that they can sorry these are ways that they can create it as natural butter flavor in a natural way because it's culturing bacterial or yeast on an industrial scale so like they'll take amazing yeah but that's very expensive and time consuming because you're needing Mm. to ferment the sugar in order to get Mm. the diacetyl and acetoin um Mm. and so the very same compounds they can prepare as artificial butter flavor and they produce those by chemical synthesis so they're able to just like chemically create that Mm -hmm. um however according to harvard like some uh, some fucking study they did in a paper i read or like an article we'll say it's a white paper because that sounds fancier um you may you may have heard reports about uh and this is in quotes popcorn workers lung in Mm -hmm. which a handful of cases of lung disease have been linked to inhalation of very high levels of diacetyl in some microwave popcorn production facilities. So this is where, like, things get dicey, I think, when it Mm -hmm. comes to artificial flavoring, because these compounds aren't found in these large of, like like, masses. Yeah, like, on a scale. Like, if you're just... If, if you're just if you're just having a, a little bit of popcorn at the movie theater or whatever, yeah. you know, or making a, a microwave bag of popcorn, you know, you're not inhaling it as it's popping. But the people right. who are creating this, they're breathing in yes. these artificial compounds yeah. on a scale that's like extremely high. Yeah. And, and beyond, above and beyond what an average person who like consumer would be. 
Yeah. So I don't know. So stuff like this, because it is chemical and or, you know, like it's so it it it's just like compounded into a small area, a large quantity. It's it on product. It's in production. It's being mm-hmm. managed at these levels that no one's ever around naturally, you know, like in the real world, in yeah. the real mm-hmm. world. That problems can happen from that so that is mm-hmm. like an instance where um something's gone sideways okay i do want to talk about monosodium glutamate which is msg if anyone mm. is unfamiliar it's basically an artificial salt it was it is sold as a preservative and a seasoning it was um created as a seasoning and nothing in this is fucked up i just want to get that out there but i did come across msg like doing research and i wanted Mm -hmm. to bring it up because the history of msg is super fucked up yes dude it's so fucked up there's a lot of articles about it that Mm -hmm. have come out in the past like you know decade or so about the uh the racism involved with like people being having backlash against msg yes Mm -hmm. okay so um in 1909, Japanese chemist Kikune Ikeda developed MSG, and it was a way to add umami as a flavor. You know, that's the fifth flavor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, umami, because they're salty, sweet, sour. Sour. And spicy? Is that salty? Savory? Well, oh, I guess that's umami. That's umami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, it's like the fifth flavor. And mm-hmm. um they were they were having dashi broth and they were like, Oh, this is like so the depth of this, it's a very unique, it doesn't taste like anything. Like I wonder if we mm-hmm. could recreate this. So a year later in nineteen oh nine they created it. And it became a staple, like over the years, as um uh a, a flavoring in American Chinese restaurants in mm-hmm. Like, they were using it in the kitchen to make everything taste extra delicious, extra Mm -hmm. umami, and just, like, make you, like, crave it, you know? You Mm -hmm. wanted it. It tastes so good. And because it tasted so good, people could not stay away. They ate way too much. And then they started blaming it on MSG, being like, oh, why do I feel bad after eating Chinese food? It's because there's MSG in it. And they started thinking that was the culprit and associating MSG with Chinese food. Um, when really it's just like you couldn't control yourself because it tasted so good. <laughs> you dumb dumb. Like why yeah. did I like why do I leave any restaurant feeling like shit? Because it tastes good and I wouldn't stop eating it. So yeah, like it's like said, blaming butter for I don't know. For like anything. it's it's blaming like French people for yeah making croissants. You know yeah for yeah, putting yeah. butter in croissants. Oh my god. Croissants are like 80% butter. Yeah, exactly. That's why they taste good. Yeah. Okay. Um, so like Nobody said, does that, by the way. What? Blames French, French people, people for putting for butter in croissants. Or yeah. just like uh-huh. for pastries in general. Yeah. Or like food, like delicious, like rich food. We foods. know you only eat that in moderation. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because it's a treat. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Like you said, there was a very racist backlash uh, because people became suspicious of it. Like, what is this fucking MSG that Chinese people are putting in food here and blah, blah, blah. And 
even like into I remember jokes being made about MSG and Chinese food in the 90s. Like I remember yeah, oh, yeah. like that was kind of a punchline for a very long time. And I thought it was bad because yeah. I didn't understand that it was just like a basically like a salt stand in like mm-hmm. it's just a seasoning. Um, and so people became very suspicious of it as a food additive. Um, but <clears throat> only as it relates to Chinese food because MSG continued to be used in like every fucking savory processed food and is the key ingredient in a lot of foods that we know and love. For example, Doritos, which is why they taste so good and that flavor cannot be replicated. Nothing mm-hmm. tastes like a Dorito. Like mm-hmm. it and that is because it has MSG. Like that's the mm-hmm. depth of flavor it's giving it. So mm-hmm. um it's pretty fucked up. And then I just wanted to read from Wikipedia. So a food historian named Ian Mosby wrote that fear of MSG in Chinese food is part of the US's long history of viewing the quote exotic cuisine of Asia as dangerous and dirty. Mm. So it was very easy for Americans to be like for white people to be mm-hmm. like Ugh. Oh, like I knew this was already bad and dirty. Like, of course it is. MSG, it's bad for you and they use it, you know? Like it was so easy to just like quickly switch. Um, okay, and then I wanted to just like give a little shout out to Anthony Bourdain, RIP. Cause in 2016, and you know, he he was always like a a a person of like the world he was the a world. citizen of the world he was yeah. a citizen of yeah. the world and he loved every culture's food in so many ways like maybe not all of it but he was always willing to try stuff and like appreciated it and you know so anyway he had a lot to say about that but um he, in his show parts unknown he stated that or maybe his book that i think msg is good stuff you know what causes chinese restaurant syndrome racism <laughs> He just fucking called it out for what it was. And it was yeah. just racism. It was people finding an excuse to to other Chinese people at the mm-hmm. time who were also uh, business owners in their towns. And it's really fucked up. Um, yep. And then uh, just so everyone knows, science has never found any proof that MSG causes you to feel bad aside from eating too goddamn much of it. You know what I mean? And misinformation. Misinformation. And yeah, like MSG, it doesn't do what people have claimed that it does so just know that um and then there has been a lot of curiosity in artificial flavors in recent years because of the rise of quote-unquote healthy brands claiming to have natural flavoring but then not disclosing the exact ingredients Mm -hmm. so or natural artificial whatever like just flavoring um in 2018 there was a class action lawsuit brought against national beverage LaCroix's parent company called Mm. national beverage yeah um and the lawsuit alleged that the brand claims to be all natural yet contains a number of artificial ingredients including linalool linalool which is used as a chemical in cockroach insecticide used it's used in cockroach insecticide yeah it's used as a it's used it's as a chemical. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not, it's an ingredient in mm-hmm. cockroach insecticide. It's not the ingredient. It, you know, like, and this yeah. is where people, I think, can get really quickly like whipped into a frenzy and everybody mm-hmm. fucking jumps on Twitter and starts to be like, 
cancel LaCroix or whatever, you know? And it's like, well, no, this is uh, like if you look into it, linalool is found in 63 different spices and is a common flavoring in beverages and foods. And that's Mm -hmm. according to a report from the National Institutes of Health's National Toxicology Program. So Mm. like this isn't a secret. The FDA knows about it. It's in a ton of shit. Like it is not the horrible insecticide ingredient like it's not the singular insecticide ingredient that everyone like assumes it to be um and we hear those things all the time you know it's like did you know like there's this has this mcdonald's chicken nuggets have the same ingredient in a in the sole of a ked's shoe or whatever and you're like (laughs) what like yeah uh, uh, mate and then you get all freaked out you know and you're like oh i shouldn't eat that but it's like we've been saying this whole episode it doesn't mean it's flavor it's not the full fucking it's one ingredient it's like one piece of the puzzle it's not yeah they didn't take the whole fucking puzzle of insecticide and dump it into this like it's not that's not how it's not it's not work it's not subway's fucking tuna salad where you better use quotes it that is not tuna because they can't find any dna trace of any kind of fish in that fucking yeah quote-unquote tuna salad so dude what is it we don't know but that's like a fucking full substance we're just talking about like where does the beach plum flavoring that is naturally essence come from is it coming from uh you know a derivative of a cockroach insecticide or whose anal gland is it coming from? You know, like what? I don't know. They they're not giving up that secret sauce. So Arthur whatever. D. Little's anal glands. Arthur D. Little's anal gland tastes beach like plum, beach plum. Beach plum uh, Lacroix. What are you gonna do? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I think you know. I'm still drinking it. Yeah, as we speak. We just bought a bunch more. Although, again, it's making me very burpy uh as of late so and and to be fair like we don't i would say like we don't know the long-term effects of artificial flavoring and there are studies about it like spiking your blood sugar whatever like there's just like things where maybe it's not healthy for you for you and then the next week it's fine for you and like Mm -hmm. there's just a lot we still don't know about maybe the effects of it on you over time i guess i don't know like Mm -hmm. everybody could be their own bus driver scientist Mm-hmm. Um, in this, but I will say that the lawsuit was eventually dropped. Um, yeah. and this was a class action lawsuit. So there was a bunch of people involved and I guess they all read enough and their lawyers read enough to be like, I don't think we're going to win anything from this. Cause like the FDA approves all these things. So like, you know, they don't really have to tell us what exact components they use to get the fucking beach plum flavor, but like, I think it's fine. So, um, it was dropped and national beverage LaCroix's parent company was fucking stand up and they paid the fees for the legal team of the other side. They were like, you know what? You guys tried. You tried. And <laughs> we, we said were we wrong. were naturally yeah. essenced and we didn't lie. And you guys came for us and you lost. Uh, okay. Well, I think that's all I got. Um, <laughs> I'm going to keep drinking LaCroix. I'm going to keep eating yeah. MSG. Oh, yeah, I'm Doritos. going to keep eating, you know, fake vanilla. Um, yeah. I'm going to keep drinking um, my coconut flavored um, 
booze. Yeah. You know? It's Siroctober almost, so get that flavor of vodka, baby. Siroctober. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, dudes. Thank you so much for listening. Um, <laughs> you're still here. Uh, <laughs> follow us on social meds at DTFU Podcast. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, visit our website, dtfupodcast.com. You could send us a, a, a note uh, or a listener story. story. A yeah. listener story. We love doing listener story episodes. Mm-hmm. So We do. Yeah. Yeah. Holler at us and uh, listen here. Mm-hmm. Be excellent to yourselves. And each other. <gasps> Bye-bye. Bye.